Welcome to Technically Spiritual, a podcast that explores how technology impacts the way we think, feel, and act. We look to both ancient wisdom and psychology to understand how to nurture our minds, bodies, and souls today. We strive to integrate our spiritual selves into our digital world to create peace in our minds and on our planet. I'm your host, Prayer Namachanda. Hey everyone, welcome to Technically Spiritual. I am so grateful that you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and welcome to the community if it's your first time here. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you as always to check out technicallyspiritual.com. On the website, you have access to the show notes, our blog, you can sign up for the newsletter and you can find out more information about our corporate services. I'm a huge advocate for silence. I teach meditation, I teach restorative practices, and I know that transformation happens when we are still, when we let ourselves move from doing to being and we make space. Practicing and cultivating silence can help us be more grounded, more mindful, more present. The space, the breaks in the conversation, not scrolling in between every moment, actually having time for reflection. All of this is important to maintaining our well-being, maintain healthy relationships, maintain a sense of contentment with our own selves. But this practice of silence is not the end goal in all spaces. In many spaces, we actually need to be speaking up more like when we need to express a boundary or we need to speak out against injustices that we're witnessing. We're so used to noise and we're so often contributing to that noise. And yet when there's something important to say, we can choke up, usually from fear of some sort of repercussion. So as with anything in life, we have to find the balance of doing and being of speaking and listening, of thinking and acting. Which to choose, speaking up or embracing silence, often relies upon the situation at hand and your proximity to power. So proximity of power meaning the ways you may systemically have power over others, such as being white instead of BIPOC. BIPOC meaning black, indigenous, or person of color. You might be straight instead of queer, wealthy instead of in poverty, housed instead of homeless, mentally well as opposed to mentally ill. The list can go on. Especially if you have privilege, like you are white or you are a man. It is vital for you to, one, use your voice and speak for those who may not have the same access as you especially in spaces where you do have that access and your voice is listened to more than others. You can think of this as using your seat of power for good. And two, it's vital for you to remain silent in spaces where someone with less privilege or more experience with the subject matter should be the one to contribute. So you can think of this as offering up your seat of power to someone who should have had a seat of their own. Sometimes we see injustices taking place in the world, at our workplace, on the street, in the grocery store, 
And we think to ourselves, wow, that's horrible. I can't believe this person's doing that or saying that or treating this person this way. But then we don't actually say anything to them. Internally, we have all these thoughts and and feelings, but they never actually manifest into spoken word. They never actually energetically go out there to that person. In this case, our silence is not facilitating transformation or reflection. It's inadvertently condoning the unjust behavior. And of course, there's nuance here, right? I'm talking very, very broadly, and especially if you're BIPOC, don't put yourself in dangerous situations. We think that if we're not the ones acting or creating the violence, then we are not accountable. But not speaking up, not calling someone out, not standing up for what's right is just as harmful and sometimes worse. It's silence and moderate views that perpetuate the status quo just as much as it is the harmful and extremist views. There's a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. He says, I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in stride towards freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice. He said this in 1963. We don't speak up out of fear. It's a tool used by oppressing forces to keep the current systems of power in place. If the decision makers and the privileged can never be challenged, then change will never happen. As a woman of color, there have been many times in my life where I have been silent in the face of oppression. I used to sit silently if friends or family members made racist or sexist remarks because I was too scared to confront them. I didn't want to ruffle feathers. I was taught that it was my responsibility to make sure that things stay peaceful. But how can we have peace when violent and divisive words are being carelessly used? There's no peace when there's active harm being done from microaggression all the way up to hate crime. Anti-racism relies on activism. Active being the key word here. It's impossible to be passively anti-racist. In 2020, along with many of you, I committed to doing more work to becoming anti-racist. As a brown person, this is a little bit complicated. I simultaneously have to navigate not being white and also not black. That is, I have some privilege, but I am still a minority. I have close proximity to power in some ways and not in others. It's ingrained as a South Asian or an Asian American to seek proximity to whiteness so that I can have doors open for me. And unfortunately, that pits Asian Americans unconsciously or consciously, for me it was unconscious, against black folks. So I have to do the work to unlearn my racism while processing the ways in which racism towards me has impacted me. It's a lot. So beyond committing to education, intellectually understanding a problem, how it works, 
we must commit to action, like using our voices more. Be anti-racist instead of think anti-racist. In this way, we can shift from a silent learning to speaking out and actual activism. We can read all the anti-racist books in the world, but if you don't actually use your privilege, again, especially if you're white, we are not going to create change. The world can feel big and it's easy to feel small. Like you saying something to your uncle at the dinner table or to your colleague, or if you call someone out on social media, I'm not advocating for trolling here, but we sometimes can think that that won't make a difference, but it does. These small actions and words make a difference. Even when you can't change the mind of a racist person, you've contributed to building a new culture where it's less acceptable for that racist person's views. Again, I've said this before and I'll say it again, our words are vibrations. When we use our voices to speak the intention of real equity into the world, that's how we can actually create positive change. Silence is important. It's restorative. It's reflective. It's educational. It's grounding. It's necessary. But our voices are important too, especially in spaces where we have a seat of power and others do not. Our voices, when we use them mindfully, not just simply contributing to idle chatter, can be proponents of peace and disruptors of harm. There's no one rule for when to be silent and when to speak up, but if you take the time to reflect on your various proximities to power, you can begin to learn what spaces can use your voice and what spaces could use your silence to promote good. As with anything else that we talk about here, technically spiritual, it is all a practice. So I invite you to practice. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. As a reminder, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This really does help. If you are part of a team or a company that could use a new way of staying well, joyful, and rested, both inside and outside of work, don't forget about our corporate programming, which can be found at technicallyspiritual.com slash corporate services, or simply send us a message on Instagram, technically.spiritual, and we'll point you in the right direction. Thanks again for taking the time to listen. 